This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss with my co-host Dalton Del Don. And man, I got some crazy stuff for you this week. This is, I've got a couple crazy things to drop on you. All right, let's hear them. Let's start it out. So first off, uh, on last week's podcast, you gave me permission to use your likeness to start uh, the Nutless Monkey Twitter account. And I had to say, man, that is one of the most fun accounts to operate that I've ever operated. I follow, honestly, the douchiest people on the planet and just people who just a total Nutless Monkey would follow. People like Dr. Phil and Tony Robbins, and like Marco Rubio, and Hillary Clinton, you know, just like the people, Chelsea Clinton, just the people that I, I would never follow on Twitter, and that I just feel like a totally lost soul who had no spine whatsoever would think that those people were legitimate. And so I followed all those people, and I retweet a lot of them, and I like second what they're saying all the time. I retweeted a happy birthday to Dr. Phil, and it's an account with your face on it. I just think it is so funny. And I'm amusing myself so much doing it. And then I started to feel bad. I'm like, you gave me permission, but like, you know, I'm sure like they don't know who you are, like that fit that mug, but your mug is being associated with some really embarrassing behavior. Yeah, I've had a couple people reach out to me about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much longer I'm going to give you that permission. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, it's just so embarrassing. I may have to switch it up with like Trevor Ray or somebody after yeah. a while, but it is. It is bad, but it is good. It is good and bad. So that's nutless underscore monkey. If you want to see uh, an embarrassing display with Dalton Dalton's mug on it. Do you know what the background photo is with your mug on it? Yeah, Tony Robbins, right? <laughs> like in like uh, with his like headset microphone on in the middle of like yelling something. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. I know you're having fun with it. I, I haven't gone on Twitter as much lately, but uh, uh, from what I can tell, when I go on to promote something, I, I see pretty much uh, it says like what you missed or whatever. It's pretty much always you at the top with something about that. It's right in my face. So I, I definitely can tell that you're having fun with it. Yeah, if you'd stayed on Twitter, you probably would have objected by now because you've obviously but, missed some very embarrassing yeah, I can imagine things. the stuff. Right, exactly. I'm gonna, I can only imagine the stuff that I haven't seen. Exactly. It's so embarrassing, dude. you gotta, you got to go through the, the feed and see like what you're missing, what you have been, you know, ostensibly. What I've been doing. Forwarding, and yeah, it's really bad. It's kind of like someone stole your instant message account or whatever, you know, your fa your Google chat or your Facebook chat or whatever, or your Twitter account and just decided to destroy your life. Not destroy yeah. your life, but to just subtly make you into the most embarrassing, pathetic, nutless monkey on the planet. 
Only you could do that. I, yeah. I, I, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's a thing we would have done in high school to somebody had social media existed, and I'm just so thankful that of the terrible things we did that social media did not exist because we were only able to do so much damage. Right, right. All right. Uh, the other thing that you don't know yet because there's no way for you to know is that we submitted staff picks. I've got everybody's picks entered into the spreadsheet, and I'm almost done with the article. Just ran out of time before I had to eat dinner and do the podcast. And... Something very peculiar happened that has never happened. Two things that have never happened. I do happened know. Before. I do know where you're going. I do know. How do you know? Oh, because you saw the staff. Because you saw being the book. Afterward, yeah. I've never ever. I, like I've said, I've said this always. I never read your your article until after I submit my picks. I don't want your you know you to poison my brain. But I did read it this morning after I sent mine in. And go ahead and tell. Go ahead and say it. You and I have the exact same picks on 15 games. And it's, yeah, it's not even a bye week. Obviously, there's one game postponed, but it's not even like, you know, 16 by. That's never happened, right? I don't remember it ever happening between any any uh, combination. Right. There's been like two off, you know, maybe even one off, but never the same. And I even think we wrote the same similar thing as far as like I said, the toughest one for me was Seattle Green Bay. And didn't you write something similar in your in your write up that it was a coin flip? Yeah, I didn't even read your write up yet, but I was just writing my little write up. And that's what I said in the staff picks one. I've even copied. I'm just at the point of copying and pasting everybody's little summary that goes in the box. And so I haven't even read yours yet. And I said in the box, coin flip was Seattle at Green Bay. So, yeah, no, I read it afterward. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you say peculiar like I would do anything as far as want to have your picks. This is terrible news for me when I saw all this. <laughs> like, oh, man, I, I'm looking at a 5 I, and 11 or 5 and 10 week. I similarly dissed you in the intro. I said... It's either great minds think alike or group think. Because before I noticed that you and I had the same picks, we have non-unanimous picks out of 15. I've always said week one is my favorite. I know it seems weird because you know it, it's been eight months off of football or whatever, and I, I think it's by far the hardest for Survivor. But for some reason, I've always uh, had my most success in week ones. I, I don't know if it's just easier to pick an underdog just because people have these assumptions that teams are going to be the same or for whatever reason, they just come easier to me. And as the season prolongs, the lines tighten up and I'm like, it's, it's a lot, it takes me a lot longer to do the picks, but it's pretty crazy that we went 15 out of 15, the same exact side. And actually <laughs> once I looked a little closer, cause I was like, Oh, if we have nine unanimous, then you know, there might be an ident- identical one because it's so close. Then when I found out it was you and me that had the, identical. I thought it's going to be a very hard case to make. The great minds think alike now. <laughs> yes, of course. Well done. Yeah, no, that's, cra- I mean, no, that's, it's absurd. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. A real man would never have all of Don Del Don's picks, put it that way. <laughs> a nutless monkey would, a real man would not. So I don't like where I fit on that spectrum. I was going to say, what does that make you then? I know it's very bad and I'm not putting my mug. The Nutless Monkey account would change dramatically if my mug was on it. <laughs> Just trust me. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't want to be associated with that. By the way, somebody started a, a new site, a new account called Chris List Quotes. And it's all these quotes that I've said. They're accurate. And it's actually good. Like it's not, it doesn't, I, don't, I, I don't mind it at all. It's actually kind of funny. But, um, but it's not affiliated with me. I started two new accounts. And then somebody who I have no idea who they are started, started another account. Oh, I was hoping that they were trolling you, but they're actually like kind of flattering you. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's not it's not really either. I mean, it is because it's it's stuff that I say, but it's nothing like I don't it, I haven't read any of them and been aghast, you know. Right. Gotcha. 
Uh, okay, but you would really be aghast if you saw what is being tweeted in your in your face. It's not in your name because your name isn't on it, but it's in your face. <laughs> I, I saw it. I know. It's okay, ridiculous. It's bad. Um, okay, so those are the two things that I had. I mean, it's just crazy that we have the same picks. But in a way, I think it kind of bodes well. Like We're on the same page, at least, for week one for the Hilton contest. And, you know, I really want to win some money on it. It's 1500 bucks to get in. I'm paying 750 plus I'm going to owe you at least $400. you are going to lose 100 on the Darvish-Kluver bet. But uh, I can't believe you're so into Darvish. I was totally right about that. But in le- I'm, I can't believe I'm rooting for Salfino, but I'm, I am rooting for Salfino to beat you. So it's only 200 in friends and family. I haven't looked at the standings. I'm just wasting Still time. Nervous. Still in first. Yeah, but it's, it's, is it over or is, it, is he in range? No, no, no. It's not over. It's, it's over. Like, I'll just send you the money now. Yeah, thank you for the jinx. Try. Right. Good, good, yeah, nice try. Anyway, but, that's going to that's gonna suck. And I've always talked shit because I always won that bet on this league and you would win in football and I'd be like, football's just luck. Like, you suck. And now right, well, the best my, part, too, is that you were just you were adamant that, that it's over even though I was ahead of you because of the, the innings difference. What? By the way... By the way, I was uh, not only is my team doing well, but I, I'm actually I, I can't believe how right I was about that. Like I, I'm like barely over. I think I'm like an inning over right now, and I did nothing. I didn't make a trade or, or anything. Yeah, I just it's called said, luck. No, it's it's like I'm I, I'm looking at my staff, and I'm going to suffer injuries, and this is just going to naturally go toward the mean and it, or toward the I should say the you know the the limit, and it did. That's exactly what happened. So yeah. if anything, I might need to pick up guys here in, in the September, but. But yes, I uh, I dominated you, and you you you're way down there too. Well, I will pick up. I don't know though. It's I can't physically catch up with the innings. Like it's impossible. And a couple things happened. First off, Miguel Cabrera is terrible, and then he got suspended, and Kershaw got hurt, and then you know I traded for Carlos Gonzalez and Dustin Pedroia with Jeff. Pedroia is hurt every time. Cargo has been horrible. Kipnis has been a disaster. I mean, man, it has been it has been an ugly year, and. I'm very happy for you. Glad you finally had a good year in that league. So congratulations no, I, I, on that. I agree with you. The reason that you're uh, in ninth place is because Miguel Cabrera was suspended three games. <laughs> it helped me that he was suspended. He finally got out of my right. lineup. By the way, right. you know who's balling right now? Byron Who? Boomstick. I know. We have him in League of Leagues. I know. That's the reason I know. It's the only league I have him in. And he's, 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 he's arrived. He's going to be a monster. <laughs> he, I mean, it, Not to it, mention it, his defense. I mean, like in real life, he's going to be like an MVP candidate. Like, yes. Look at his age. Yeah, yeah well, Spore and I, Paul Spore and I, got into it because I, I said I wasn't the Buxton guy. I just took him in the twelfth round in every league I was in. I thought twelfth round that value's there. I wasn't like pushing him up, but everybody was so cowardly they didn't take him. And then it was off to a terrible start. Everyone started calling me the Buxton guy, and I was denying it, of course. So I just took him in every league. I'm not the guy. I never told you to take him. I just took him because the value was good. And then Paul was saying, "Oh, he's got no upside. Not no upside, but his upside is Mike Cameron." Or B.J. Upton is his new upside after he had that horrible April. And like, you can't say that's his upside. His upside's the same. It's just less likely to be achieved. He's batting like 283 or something like that since May 1st or since April 23rd. Power, speed, yeah. No, he, yeah. And his, again, his age, he's, he's balling. You know, the thing with my team is I was in first place and I had my first round pick was Machado. And he was, you know, terrible the first half. In he's August, okay. And he's stolen, he's stolen nine bases, which has been nice. He got some of the steals back. But it was Chris Sale that's really carried you. That's that was your. But best I mean, pick. In, I mean, in August, you know that Machado had twelve homers, thirty-five RBI, and hit three forty-one, right? Yeah. No, I know. I know him and Donaldson really picked it up. Yep. Unfortunately, I kept expecting yes, Miguel Cabrera to do the same, and he is not, and now he's suspended. So 
yeah, sale in an innings cap league. I mean, it's in a smaller innings cap league. Just um, what a monster. Right. But anyway, whatever, whatever. There's no point in talking about that shit. I don't have to pay the money. I just hope that your team collapses and Salfino overtakes you and it's only 200. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so there was no we'll risk in this bet. I thought, yeah, 200 maybe if all my guys get hurt, you know, I'll pay 200. But you're, you're way too stupid to win the league. You know, I, I didn't really think I was risking 500 where I'm in second place every year in this league. Like I've, I'm always like two points out of first place. Like You were taking a major risk. I was taking a low risk. It turns out differently, doesn't it? <laughs> it did. It definitely did. Well, uh, okay, after enough of my bragging, let me self-deprecate a little bit here, okay? Uh, Peter Shanky essentially is looking at a buy in our Stopa Football League week one. Let, let me tell you what's going on here, okay? Sure. Not only did I go Stars and Scrubs, which we've been over, so I don't want to yes. rehash my roster. Otherwise known as Scrubs and Scrubs in your case. No, I think I have three, three players typically going in around the first round. But anyway, um, one of them is Mike Evans. Game postponed. Uh, so I punted running backs, essentially. Uh, one of them, but I was like, you know what? At least I get Jaquise Rogers starting for the first three weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so he's out. My guy, Joe Williams, didn't quite pan out. Remember, we drafted early July, just so everyone knows. God, you but are my guy such Joe an idiot. Williams, you ruined the Rotowire magazine. When I was trying to bump Hyde up, you're like, oh, no, no. It's like 50-50 that Joe Williams oh, well, takes his um, job. I, I didn't realize Hyde had, had stayed healthy yet. I didn't realize the season had started and Hyde's done well. I mean, I, I, my point was fading Hyde. It wasn't Joe Williams. I, actually, his metrics are pretty awful, actually. But I kind of like Matt Breida now. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, so my, I literally don't have a running back right now to start if, if, if there are games starting today. Uh, one of my two tight ends, two tight end leagues, is Austin Zafarian Jenkins, who's suspended. Right. Um, but you so, knew that when you drafted him. Right. And then another one of my stars is Odell Beckham, who plays Sunday night and might not play. Right. Okay. So, I mean, this is, this is truly, truly one of the, the worst lineups possibly. Right. And it's a 14-team league, so it's not like – and it's super deep, like two tight ends, QB flex, so it's not like there's ready replacements to pick up. Oh, I looked at Fab tonight. I don't even know if I'm going to make a placement. There's, okay. there's very – I mean, Cutler's out there. He's going to – I mean, but, I mean, I, that doesn't even help me. So, I mean, okay. it's, it's Well, crazy. contrast that with my situation. I've got Andrew Luck, who I paid $37 for. He's not playing, and I don't even know when he's playing. Stefani Bell said over under week four. That's great. That's going to, you know, <laughs> that's, that's not going to tax me at the beginning of the season or anything. Not at all. Then, even, and I'm going to go big on Cutler, but, like, even if I get him, he's not playing this week. Right? It doesn't, right. So, like, that's not – so, even if I win that bid, do I even win anything? It's zero this week. So, there's that. Then I have Devontae Parker as one of my starters, and so that he's out. And then I have, I mean, these guys are actually were active in my flexes because my team was so thin, was uh, O.J. Howard and Charles Sims. So I have to start dropping some guys. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I'm missing. But, you know, my team is thin, too. You have Turbin and Dante Foreman, and they're both questionable. Right. That's right. I mean, those guys are scrubs, but it's really thin on the waiver wire. And then, uh, fortunately, I'm I'm playing Kevin Payne, who's missing Jameis Winston in the QB Flex Uh League. So... You know, I get some of that. Ba- I get some of that luck loss back. You know, why couldn't Luck's game have a hurricane? You know, I mean, that would be a lot better. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Peter's team, and he doesn't look like he's suffered any problem with the postpone. I guess he has Moncrief, Hilton, and Gore. With I mean, Luck would have helped him there, but now he has a full lineup. Oh, he has Elliot, of course, of course. Right. One week. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's good. You just get it over with in week one. Yeah, I guess, but well, anyway, that's pretty bad. All right, and, you want to go? Wait, wait, let me say one more thing. Uh, okay, I saw Mike Clay, who I like uh, from ESPN, tweeting about how sure. it, it's actually better to lose the guys in week one than week eleven because 
in week 11, you know, there's other, other teams on by yep, and yep. it'll be much harder to replace them then. And plus, you know, it's all your guys are healthier. Now you won't be like having a bunch of injured guys. So you can just pick up players, but I totally disagree. I think deal with week 11 in week 11, knowing it's coming. Like, to have a surprise buy in week one and get off to an own one start when you're most enthusiastic about your team, that's terrible. I would way rather just punt it down the road and just say, I'll deal with it then. I completely understand what he's saying, though. I mean, it does make sense. Uh, actually, week 11 was on a lot of my teams. For some reason, I, ha- I seemingly had a lot of buys. But the, the other flip side to what you're saying, I mean, to, to, to your point, is also it has to, has to increase injury risk. Right to have sixteen strike games. Yeah, it has yeah, to. I mean, it I'll, might. Yeah. It, it might. But it just either way, it's just you know. Think about this. Like by week eleven, there might be some sort of cataclysmic civil civilizational collapse. We don't Super know what's going to happen by then. I mean, we could have a nuclear war. We could have a super volcano eruption. I mean, I just want to have my guy in my lineup now. I don't want to be like, oh no, but I get it back in week eleven. Like that's not an investment I want to make. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. And there's a funny thing going on right now that a lot of people are. Or uh, wondering about uh, Doug Martin's uh, suspension. Like, is it weeks or is it games? And other people are giving him a hard time. Like, well, there are people's lives, you know, at stake here, but but they're more far more concerned about uh, Doug Martin's availability. Yeah, I hate to see like the fantasy guys apologize and say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, like, "Oh, it's hard because I've got to decide between these two guys." And someone will be like, "You know, it's hard driving out with all your supplies and your family when there's a hurricane <laughs> coming." And I'm like. Dude, like, obviously, yeah, starving children in Africa. I mean, no matter what I say about anything, you're going to say, yeah, but star- oh, it sucks, you know. I fucking lost by one point to Dalton because Kaepernick got benched in the fourth quarter. It cost me 200 bucks. They're like, yeah, but there's children starving in Africa. Like, obviously, obviously. There's, like, genocides in the world. There was, like, slavery for hundreds of years. There still is in the world in some places. Like, of course that's worse than, like, me losing Kaepernick and paying you 200 bucks. But, like, do you really want this podcast to just be about like, the worst tragedies of all time <laughs> in human history? That's ridiculous, man. We're, we're in, we do fantasy sports. You know, we're, it's what we do. You don't, you don't have to apologize because someone else has it worse. Yeah, people have it horrible. By the way, I got a book recommendation. Okay. It's a book called Night Thoughts. It's about 50 pages long. It's by this guy named Wallace Shawn. He's an actor. You'll definitely recognize him on the cover. He's in a lot of shit. One of the movies that he did was called My Dinner with Andre. And it's just him and this other dude just having dinner. That's the whole movie. Famous, famous movie, yeah. And I shouldn't say famous. It's, it's just well-regarded. I should, right. should put it that way. Okay, it's it's I've been watching it um, a long time ago. I, but, I Googled him. Of course I know who this guy is. Yes. Okay, right. You see his mug. It's, it's, you yeah. totally recognize him. He's a character actor. Anyway, it's 50 pages. It's just such a good... I just read it. It's just very clear the thoughts that he has and it's it's kind of what i think about a lot and i just feel it's it's just you just feel there's a lot of truth in it so it's like 50 pages it's good cool all right sounds good all right let's go over these games you before we started recording you're like do we want to go over all the games yeah that's our thing man we don't we don't take a long time on them we don't take a long and obviously we're not gonna have any disagreement so that's gonna kind of be lame but let's let's uh let's go over them you ready all right chiefs at patriots plus eight and a half at patriots the Patriots went 13-3 and against the spread last year, and they've been covering it like 58-60% to 60% since 2001 with Belichick. I'm just going to take the Patriots every week. Like, I don't, really, I don't really see the argument for not taking the Patriots. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the line's moved to nine on Vegas Insider right now, but they, I, maybe this is anecdotally speaking, but I, I swear the, the defending champ who opens at home on these Thursday night games are undefeated. I, I, really, I really can't remember any time they've lost, but... Obviously, betting on New England, you feel good. 
Uh, we can get into the whole survivor thing. Uh, I actually agree with you on that as well. Yeah, how could how could you go against? It? I think I think New, they, uh, Belichick shuts down the he's going to shut down Tyreek Hill uh, at home at a night game. I, I, I'm laying the wood. And Survivor, I'm also taking the Patriots. We can talk about the other options, but I I mean none of them are good. I mean the Patriots per Vegas are an eighty percent favorite, uh, just like the Bills are and just like the Steelers are. But I easily like the Patriots the best of the three, and those are the only options we have. We could you could take Atlanta on the road. That would be the other one. Not one double-digit favorite, and yeah. uh, so much uncertainty week one because there's so much turnover in, right. in the NFL. Uh, but uh, you want to just bank on the the league's most dominant franchise. But at the same time, two things: one, it'd be pretty funny if you're not only out week one, but we out Thursday night. Yeah. So even before the Sunday games, that would just be a nightmare. And uh, two, um, the uh, yeah, Andy Reid's really good. You mentioned this, but Andy Reid's really good coming off uh, extra preparation. You know, coming off buys. Um, but so we'll, we'll see about that. But, um, I, I, yeah, it's a, oh, the other thing I was going to say is using up new, I mean, of course you're, you're happy if they win, but using up new England right away isn't exactly ideal either. Yeah. But that's why they're low owned. So there's, it's like the math works out a little bit better for them right. than this, right. but the problem is the Steelers and bills are splitting it. So there's no huge payoff if one of them loses. There's just like a modest payoff. The using up teams. I don't, I never think about that because what ends yeah. up happening is the pot odds neutralize that. So say in like week five, and I'm making this up, the Patriots are playing the Jets. Well, the Jets is going to be a really hard case for me to make. But say the Patriots are just <laughs> the biggest favorite on the board by like, you know, they're a 13-point favorite over somebody, right? Say like the Ravens or something. And, it, and there's no other good games. And so like 80% of the people are on them. And you're like, all right, I wish I could take the Patriots like everyone else, but I can't, so I got to take this random team. And then the shocking upset happens. And you would have taken them, but you can't. And you basically fast forward to the end of your pool. Pools that I have won or come close to winning that were large was always because I used teams that you know people would have wanted to save, and I just didn't have the option for the chalk. The right, and you would have if upset. you had them. And you would have used them. 100%. If you I mean, right. this is before I was doing the pot odds and I saw the data. This is like 2000, 2005, stuff like that. I would just look at the teams and be like, this is the best team by far, and I'm just going to take the best team every week. But I had already used up some of the best teams, so I had to take a second best team. Everybody else took the best one, happened to get upset, and I fast-forwarded until there were like five people left. And so even though you don't have the Patriots left in a good spot, everybody's going to use them in that good spot, neutralizing that spot. Yep, makes sense. All right, what's the next one? Okay, Jets plus nine at Bills. You know, I really wanted to take the Bills to smoke the Jets, but nine is just a bridge too far. And the thing is, like, I like Tyrod Taylor, but they really dicked him around this year. They didn't want to give him the extension. They finally did. Okay, so there was already, like, that hesitance. And then in March, they finally caved and did it. Then they were talking about benching him, like, this summer. Then he got concussed. They also took away his two best receivers from last year, Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins. And now there's new guys, Zay Jones and Jordan Matthews. And Matthews has been out with an injury, and Taylor's been out with a concussion, not practicing together. I mean, I don't know if Tyrod Taylor's going to be sharp, and the Jets obviously are a dumpster fire, and they just got rid of Sheldon Richardson, but nine points seem like a lot. And just the fact that Taylor is probably not going to be in sync, I, I just couldn't uh, even use them in Survivor. Yeah, and this spread's jumped like three points. I mean, I get that the, the Jets are going to be awful this year, and they have the worst uh, offensive weapons in the NFL in years, but Tyrod Taylor's coming off a concussion. Uh, not only did they get rid of Watkins, as you mentioned, but... Like Darby, they traded their cornerbacks are a mess. I, I, divisional game, I, I could see that. I mean, it's a 
a nine and a half point spread and a 39 and a half or 40 over under with, with the bills. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hold my nose and I'm actually easily take the points here. I think this is, should be fairly close. And you're not considering the bills and survivor then? No, no, I'm pretty much locked in there. I think that, okay, the bills run the ball really well. This is the jets had a really, really weird defense last year where they were like, I think their DVOA was not only number one against the run, but like number one in the past few years, but awful against the pass. But Assuming that's, I know they've traded Richardson and all that, but assuming it's fairly similar moving forward, that's what the Bills like to do is they like to run and the Jets defend the run well. So, um, and don't quote me on the DVOA, but it's something like that. So I don't, I don't think the matchup sets up pretty well for the Jets too. So I could see taking Buffalo and Survivor, fine. They're going to win the game, but nine points is too much for me. Falcons minus seven at Bears. I think the Falcons could roll. I think the Falcons' young defense came to its own at the end of last year, but Seven on the road is a lot. I mean, it's like, you know, 13 at home. And I kind of believe in the Super Bowl hangover, especially one that went down like that. I mean, there's just no way the Falcons can't be deeply psychologically damaged from the way they lost that Super Bowl. They should go 0-16 after that. That is interesting to me that you like something such anecdotally like as such as that. But uh, but that happens I, a lot. Like Carolina didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, they had a harder schedule, but really they should just miss the playoffs after going fifteen and one. I mean, all these teams that lose the Super Bowl, it's a normal, it's a common thing. They collapse. Yeah. So it's so it's not just is it a hangover? or Is it just regression? It's kind of like you know the Sports Illustrated cover jinx. You know. Well, I I think it's regression. But remember, Carolina was fifteen and one, and they missed the playoffs the following year. I mean. We're not talking about fifteen to one to ten and six. Do you do you think it has something to do? Now this might not work because the win, Super Bowl winner doesn't affect them. But do you think it also has something to do with having to play so many more games? Maybe it's tougher to stay healthy the next year. Uh, it could be. I think the Falcons are a good team because I think their D is young and and it's and it got a lot better as the season went on and they still have all the same personnel, even though they lost Kyle Shanahan. There'll be some normal regression from the all-time greatest YPA passing offense. No, I, I believe in that hangover. I, I, I think that there's something to being on that biggest stage and gearing up for that and getting disappointed that makes it hard to start from scratch, that on average it's just a little bit harder to start from the beginning. And the way they lost is just into the team they lost to. But anyway, I'm with you. I'm taking the, the home dog here. I get it. The, they lost Meredith. The Bears look like one of the worst teams, but just coming off a three-win season. But a lot of that had to do with terrible, terrible turnover luck. But uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, Dome team having to go outdoors, and, and who in their right mind would take the Bears uh, versus this Falcons team that was so close to winning the Super Bowl? So, yes. Right. Let's... I mean, dude, there's no way Cam Meredith's injury moved this line an iota. Cam Meredith? Who is that? I don't understand the cult of Cam Meredith. This whole priest is no Cam Meredith. Cam Meredith. I, mean, I think the point is they also lost uh, Alshon Jeffrey. It's just how deep, I mean, right. you know, who do they have? You know what I mean? It's just one more, uh, less option in, as a whiteout. All right. I mean, Kendall Wright is probably their best white. I know yeah. you're a Kevin White guy, but but I don't know. I'm not backing up Kendall wrong. I think Wheaton, <laughs> if they're going to go that route, I think Wheaton would be the guy. But He's right. out. Too. Yeah, he's out now, but I'm saying long term. Jaguars plus five at Texans. I think the Texans, I, you know, honestly, I think this is close to the right line. It's just that, the, honestly, it's another anecdotal thing, but the Houston Hurricane, like, I just feel like the Texans are going to have this, we're playing for our city type of thing. And uh, they're going to win. Uh, they're going to win fairly decisively. So I laid the wood. Yeah, your reasoning is a little crazy, but uh, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't love this one. I wouldn't use it in the Super Contest, but Houston's defense could just be so dominant with Clowney and Watt healthy again. And their quarterback, I've been wrong before saying this just in general, but it can't be any worse is what I would say. So uh, not that I'm a big savage guy, but uh, at home, uh, I'm with you. I'm laying the points. 
All right, Eagles minus one at Redskins. I don't even understand this. I, I'm like, who are the Eagles? I mean, shouldn't this be Eagles plus three? Three and a half, maybe? I would think the Redskins, if anything, are slightly better because their quarterback's better, but you know, this is just automatic. I mean, I, I didn't even think about this. Yeah, okay, a couple things. The Eagles quietly had a, were fourth in DVOA last year, and their defense re- even got better in the offseason. They added some pieces, and Carson Wentz, year two, Washington, uh, you know, they lost McVay. They looked terrible in the preseason. Having said that, I'm totally with you. These divisional games, these teams are pretty much even. Why Why are they, why is it not Washington minus three? So I, I mean, I'm this with- whole thing about like, oh, the preseason. I mean, come on. The Bengals, the year that Carson Palmer wouldn't play for them and, and they drafted Andy Dalton in the second round. And Palmer, he made like, I think he briefly retired rather than play for the Bengals. And they got smoked in the preseason. Everyone's like, oh, they were basically looking at them the way we're looking at the Jets now. And they made the playoffs that year. They've been like 25, 30 teams. I can't remember, somewhere around there in NFL history who've had a a pair of 1,000-yard receivers. And uh, Washington just became the first ever to lose both during the following offseason. Yeah, but they got somebody who's better than both oh, those they got dudes. Prior, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I know. What I'm saying is maybe there was some chemistry issues in early on. Yeah, is what. Okay, but but no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you here. Who are the Eagles? Okay, Cardinals minus one and a half at Lions. I I wrote this game up as a pick 'em, so getting the points at home was good enough for me. Yeah, just one. Yeah, it's, it's similar. I, I don't, Arizona could be good. And uh, Palmer's health is dependent upon it. But um, I, I'm with you. This is just uh, go with the home team. That's they're, they're suddenly, yeah, they're getting points. This opened Detroit minus two and a half, by the way. Right, which I think is more like it. I mean, Arizona's a little better probably given the uncertainty, but not better laying points on the road better. Right. Okay, Raiders plus two with Titans. I think these are roughly equal teams. I know the Raiders are very trendy with like the squares and very not trendy with the sharps. The per play numbers aren't great for them. The defense isn't good, but I think they're you know they're okay, and I think the Titans are okay, and the Titans might be good. Everyone, they're the trendy sleeper among the sharps. But either way, this should be the full three. It should be Raiders plus three, and it's only two. I don't see any reason for that, so I'm taking Tennessee. Raiders have to travel far. Um, they uh, last year won 12 games with a very mediocre point differential. They won a lot of close games. Derek Carr's uh, YPA. They're favored to win the division. I picked them to finish last, so uh, I guess I'm a, I'm a hater. They're, they're a team I'm going to fade a lot this year. Give I, I don't dislike them. I'm sure they're solid for sure. And maybe Cooper goes nuts, and I, you got to love the offensive line. But not the greatest defense. Uh, I just feel like they're getting overhyped, going to be overvalued. Tennessee, I have them comfortably winning their division. So this is this is just a perfect. Uh, you know, matchup for me. So I, I made the Titans my best bet of the week. Let's, and I'm demanding we use them in the Super Contest. I, I use them as one of our picks, but I do think the Titans are overhyped among our circles. That's possible. That's Everybody possible. I know, you know, Jeff Erickson, the guys, you know, all the guys, all the sharps on Twitter, everybody loves the Titans. And that makes me want to back off a little bit. But I do, you know, the I offensive do. line is good. They got the receivers. Mariota's good. The D is probably crap. They're actually kind of quite a bit like the Raiders. I just like the Titans offense a little better. Yep. No, their offensive line by Pro Football Focus was ranked number one uh, last year. And obviously, Mariota could take a step forward. They added some weapons and all that. So I totally understand what you're saying, that maybe they reached the point of, of saturation and you want to go, uh, you know, zig when they zag. But I, I'm sticking with them, certainly this week. I'll tell you my sleeper Super Bowl team that I picked in this contest where it's about $1,500 in the pot and you, everyone picks a Super Bowl team. So if you pick the Patriots and there's like 100 people who pick the Patriots, 
then everybody gets 15 bucks, you know, who picked the Patriots. But if you pick a team that nobody picked and they win, then you get the whole pot. And I picked okay. the Dolphins. That's the team that I like. The Titans, they're going to be 20, 30 people on them. The, all those kind of trendy teams. I think the Dolphins, I could be the only one. Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I could see their 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 schedule is not the uh, the easiest. Uh, but well, yeah, they they four and zero. I mean, they're you know you get the Jets and Bills twice. It's a yep. huge boost. Yep, and then you have to face the Patriots twice. But yeah, um, I know that's true about that schedule. You're right, but they weren't they they were one of those lucky teams to make the playoffs last year. But I hear you. I like Adam Gase, and I, I'm fine with Cutler and Parker could break out, and the, their offensive line when healthy is actually good. And Ajayi, uh, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. That's an interesting pick. And it's, it's, I'd especially like it because no one else is on them. No one's on it. No one's on it at all. Okay. Ravens plus three at Bengals. This was the coin flip for me. I took the Bengals. Uh, I like their offense better, but I could see it going either way. Yeah, this line is right. So I, I, I did take the Bengals, though. I like them slightly. I like them more this year. I picked them actually to win this division. Same record as the Steelers. Uh, the Ravens, ah, very, very mediocre team. So I'm with you, but I don't have much to say. I would stay away from this game. Okay. Steelers minus eight and a half at the Browns. The Browns are my best bet. I think they're better this year. I don't think they're committed to being a doormat. They used to be the Jets every year. They just come in and everyone knew it was a rebuilding project. Obviously, Kaiser's first start ever. But they have some weapons around him, and he can run. The D is better. And the Steelers are bad on the road. Ben Roethlisberger over the last three years has been awful on the road. It's not like the Steelers have an elite D either. And this is a division game. And I think this is going to go down to the wire. I have it 20 to 19 Steelers. Uh, I'm not touching this in Survivor, and I like the Browns to cover easily. Uh, me too. Yeah, uh, obviously R- Big Ben's home road splits, uh, divisional game. I think uh, the Browns are moving in the right direction, although Miles Garrett did just leave practice today with an ankle sprain, and he might not play. But, they, um, yeah, Kaiser, I think they'll, they'll have a conservative game plan. And Pittsburgh is often a team that even if they get out to a big lead, they let the other team kind of creep back. They don't really put the – you know, put it on the other teams like the Pats do. So I, I'd comfortably take the points here at home because who else would, you know? So I, I you want to use the Browns? Yeah, for sure. I, I wrote okay. you the ones I want to use. I want to use the Browns. I know. I know. Just, okay. I know. You're, you're doing the drama for the podcast, for the sake yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Browns and Titans I, I had as two of my picks, and the Redskins I definitely want too. All right, okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. I mean, the Redskins is just a misprice. It's that preseason, offseason hype crap that is that's the yeah. best thing to fade. Okay, okay Colts plus three and a half at Rams. I would use the Rams. No luck, no Vontae Davis, only three and a half. I mean, you know, the Rams are not going to be good, but they may be an NFL team this year. And I think the Colts, without luck and Vontae Davis, are basically the Jets. Like, I wouldn't use this in Survivor just because Jared Goff. Same reason I'm not using the Texans in Survivor, because Tom Savage. But I don't think the Colts are going to score points in this game. I think it's going to be like 24 to 6 Rams. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, no team had a bigger offense uh, offseason upgrade at coaching. Uh, no Vontae Davis as well, let alone Luck. Uh, I don't, I mean, the Rams, obviously, I mean, they have their own problems, and he'd love it to be three, not three and a half, but Sammy Watkins there. Gurley, you got to rate Gurley highly and, and use him in DFS this week. Um, I absolutely love, I, I, let's put it this way I would use the Rams before I would use the Panthers in Survivor. This week, you did not include this the Rams in one of the five in 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 our super contest, but I would like to use them. Are you okay with that? Sure, sure. Bump okay. out one of the other ones. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, who's next. Well, Seahawks plus three at Packers. We both talked about this coin flip. Coin flip. Uh, I I went back and forth. I, I just took 
Seattle, because if it's a coin flip, I'd just take the points, I guess. That's all. That, I had no more reasoning than that. They're both good teams it's in Green Bay. Okay, Panthers minus five and a half at the Niners. You know, the last couple of years, the Niners have been terrible, but they somehow won that opening game for God knows what reason. Um, I know that was a night, a Monday night game. It was like two in a row, three in a row or something. I've been to a couple thing. of That didn't really weigh in too much. It's more just that I think the Panthers will push for a playoff spot, and I really like Newton, but he could be a little rusty. He hasn't played much. I think he's healthy, but is he going to be sharp with the rapport with all these new receivers? And I'm a Kyle Shanahan believer. I think that offense with Hoyer and Carlos Hyde and Garcon and Marquise Goodwin is going to be somewhat credible, and I'm going to uh, take five and a half at home. For sure, and you know me, I normally, you know, I'm not a homer at all when it comes to this stuff, but if Carolina, yeah, I mean, how many snaps did uh, Cam Newton take in the, I mean, I like him in the fantasy terms, I've been higher on him than most, but let, let's get, let's see him actually perform, having to travel that far, and then, uh, I, I don't know, the, the new coaching, maybe I was wrong, actually, when I said the Rams have the biggest upgrade, if, if they're the biggest, the Niners are very close to the second, um, Hoyer, I just heard, I think, who was it, RJ Bell said this or something, uh, uh, that, that Hoyer, is the only uh, person in this uh, century to have a winning uh, record as a Browns starting quarterback. He uh, he always gets hurt, but it's I think the Niners are going to only win like four games this year, but they're going to be competent and they're clearly moving in the right direction. I would argue to use them as one of our five picks in the Super Contest, but we already have four, and I know the next game that you're going to be adamant about. Yeah, I like the uh, Giants plus three and a half at Dallas. Um, the Giants defense throttled Dallas last year. It's totally up to four shut- even. It's up to four. They totally shut him down, and Dallas is missing key players uh, on defense with suspensions and injuries. And I think, you know, as bad as Eli is and as bad as Ben McAdoo is and Odo Beckham's banged up, we don't know his status yet, um, I think the Giants are going to move the ball on that crap defense, and the Giants' D is going to – I think they're going to put the wood to Dallas. I know Dallas is a very good offense, but they're very thin at the receiving core. They have one good receiver who was totally shut down by the Giants' corners last year, and that's it. And Zeke, you know, one game he had 100 yards, but no touchdowns, 104 yards on like 25 carries. He had like 3.6 yards per carry against the Giants Total. and like 4.8 against everyone else or something. Right. They yeah. shut him down. Damon Harrison's the best run stopper in the league. They've got elite secondary and they've got very good pass rushers. Have you I, seen JPP in the preseason? He's been killing people. Yeah. And, like and a monster. And, and normally you don't say don't count preseason, but there's a little bit different here. Maybe he's kind of, you know, getting... Like he obviously hasn't fully recovered, but you know what I mean. Like well, he was doing that last year, and then he got hurt, but right. he was doing it last year. So he's he's himself. So yeah, I'm they have the sickest edge rushers in the, in the NFL, possibly. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's Olivier possible. Vernon and, P- and Jason Pierre-Paul, and then the best run stopper in the middle, and then the best safety in the league, and then three corners who are like top fifteen NFL corners. Right, and even if they lose, it probably would be by a field goal. So, all right, we'll go. Instead of my homer team, we'll go with yours. That's fine. I'll, okay. I'll pencil in the Giants. Okay. Okay, Saints plus three and a half with the Vikings. Really simple. These are basically equal teams. Give me the hook. Yeah, honestly, I didn't really love either of these two Monday night games, but exactly. It's going to be the same one for the Chargers. Just, yeah. it's, why is it not just a simple three points? Right. I think they're both equal equal enough. I mean, you, this is the uncertainty kind of coming to your aid, right? It's like we don't really know enough after this huge offseason. If the teams seem roughly equal – it's got to be three, otherwise you're going to take the points. Yep, and I know the the Chargers are kind of another trendy team, but I, they'll probably just suffer a bunch of injuries. It seems, see, other than Rivers, it seemingly happens every single year, but I actually do kind of like them. The Bosa, I picked to win Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, that offense is just loaded. I love, I love Rivers, and uh, obviously it's very tough to go into Denver, especially in a night game, but why is that not just three? I, I feel like those are fairly... 
Well, it's also September. It's going to be nice out. You know, it's not going right. to be like snowing right. and cold. So yeah. what are our five picks? Let's go over it. We're going with sure. the Titans, Browns, Rams, Giants, and Redskins. Yep. That's yep. it. All right. Send it home. Done. All right. Locked in. Cool. Locked in. All right, let's, let's not mess around this year. You know, I mean, seriously, it's like, hey, let's at least get off to a good start. So like lately, the last couple of years, we've, we've been dead by week six. That's no fun. It's a lot of money. Come on. I know. I know. I got two kids now. You know, I know. I understand. I told I, my wife today that I'm doing it. And she's like, oh, man, of all the things you do, you might as well just light that on fire. She's all fired up. But I, I told her, don't worry about don't it. Don't be talking shit about me to your wife. You're talking shit. You're trying to blame me. I know. I know how that conversation went. All right. All right let's, fire it up. let's do this. I'm thinking four and one. I'd be pissed with four and one, honestly, with okay, these picks. All right, I like it. I like it. All right. Okay. All right. Five and yeah. up. Yeah. All right. Take all it right. easy. We'll talk next week.